The views and opinions of the guests of the MeUS podcast do not represent the views and opinions of Consumers Energy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, You, Us, a well-being podcast. It's another Well-Being Wednesday here at Consumers Energy, and I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Today, my guest is Greg Lyles. He's a gas mechanic in the Royal Oak headquarters here at Consumers Energy. So, Greg, if you'll introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Good morning. My name is Gregory Lyles. Uh, been with Consumers Energy 31 and a half years. Um, first, I'd like to thank my consumer family on the support that they have gave me and also to Bill for having me today. Um, here, just to try to let parents know about their kids. It's no matter what age they are, they're still your kid. All right. Well, thanks for that. And uh, it's interesting. You've got 31 years here at Consumers. I've got 28 years. So we came here just around the same, around the same time, time. right? Oh, yeah. It took all this time for us to uh, to meet. So uh, it's it's great to have you here and to see you face to face. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your career here at Consumers Energy. So you started here 31 years ago. Have you always been in the gas department? No, I was uh, started out as a meter reader and I did 20 months. But the rest of my time, everyone went around from Workforce 2000. I always stuck with distribution. I was a gas lines worker, trenching machine operator. And street utility, when we had street utilities back then. And um, just worked myself up. And now I'm here, sitting here with you and having a good conversation. Well, thanks. And it's interesting because a lot of the folks I talk to at Consumers uh, start out their career with, uh, I was a meter reader. Um, so that seemed to be a, a great place to uh, to get people to come into the company and learn who we are and figure out what they want to do. Um, I started out as a dispatcher myself and and have done lots of different jobs, which is the kind of the beauty of working here because you're not stuck in any one place unless you find a place you like. Right. And then you stay there. Now, before coming to consumers, though, uh, and I, I found this out this morning when you came over, um, you're a veteran. You served in the Army. Could you talk a little bit about your time in the Army and what you did? Well, I was in an infantry unit, 8th ID, out of Bad Kreuznach, Germany. And I got shipped to Mannheim, Germany, Coleman Barracks. And a young kid, 18 years old, in Germany, I uh, was married, married at the time to my high school sweetheart, Mary Lyles. And... um. You know, just the things that back in the military life, you still have those those tendencies, you know, that you watch everything. And but, you know, it's it, it, it's I think every person should start out in the military to let them learn how it is to be a man or a woman or, you know, a grown up. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up fairly quickly myself with my time in the military, spent most of my adult life in the military in some uh, form or fashion. 
Uh, it's interesting that you started out in Germany because I know that you like German things, German cars, German clocks. Uh, is that where you got that love of all things German? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. BMWs. That was always. And Mercedes Benz was their taxis over there. And, you know, just had a fascination of seeing the different, the Rhine River and, you know, like biblical times to where you got one man that has running like maybe 200 sheep, you know, and with just a, a German shepherd or a dog. Yeah, very, very much more simple uh, than, than things are today. That's, exactly. That's definitely it. So you talked a little bit about Mary Lyles, your high school sweetheart. Oh, yeah. Did you get married prior to going into the Army or no, while I, you were in? No, I, I come, I've come back home to marry her, and believe it or not, it was it is a long story. So she told me if I loved her, I'd marry her. And we been together the four years that in high school. So I said, well, I'll tell you what, when I come home after basic training, I'll marry you. And I did. Um, David Ford, he was in my wedding. He's a pretty well-known guy around the state. Um, I have, uh, a, a lot of people that I went to high school with that works here in consumers, Rose Brinson, Ronnie Pryor used to be, uh, Joe, you know, it's, it's a lot of people that, that we went to the military and consumers kind of hired, you know, military people back then. Well, that's interesting. And so I, I get the feeling that a man's word is his, is his bond. It's interesting to me. It sounds like maybe she proposed to you and you didn't propose to her. Is that what I'm getting out and of that's this? That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Cause I had, um, my uncle is Nate Waters and he was, you know, safety committee and his mother is my grandmother. And I was like always her kid. So she didn't agree. With me getting married at a young age, but seems it worked like it, out. Seems like I was going to say it seems like it might have worked out a bit it did. for you. It did. So how many years have you and Mary been married? Thirty six years, and add four on to that, forty years. So we've been together forty years. We were fifteen years old at the time. Now we're fifty five, which I'm not scared to say my age, but <laughs> oh yes, it's nice. Well, that's great, and congratulations because I mean, thank uh, you. It's uh, when people get married young, um, we all think, oh, that, yeah. you know, we're, we're all kind of standing, especially um, uh, high school sweethearts. But I've heard many stories of high, high school sweethearts staying married uh, for their entire lives. So congratulations to you. Thank you. And now Much you, thanks. Now, uh, not only did you serve in the, in the military, you came to work at Consumers Energy, married your high school sweetheart. I mean, this sounds like an amazing life so far. You had two sons as well. Yeah, I said Considered a, a a Cinderella story, you know. Um, you think things can't go wrong, everything's working great. You have a great job within Consumers Energy, and you know you 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 take life, you take jobs, you take everything for granted until something of a tragedy happened. Yeah, and then it makes you really look around and say, why me? Or why this happened? So 
Well, and, and let's talk about that a little bit, too. So you have two sons. Yes, I do. You have Greg mm-hmm. and Craig. Yes, I do. Now, I got to ask, though, when they were really little, now, my my mom, my name was Bill, my brother's name was Brooke, and my sister's name is Amy. They don't sound anything alike, but she sometimes would get so angry that she couldn't figure out whose name was what. <laughs> did, did, did you run into that at all? Because your kids' names are very similar. They're very similar. Greg and Craig, and the reason being... They only eleven months apart, and me going to Germany, of course, that's things happen. And um, I thought I'd spend the rest of my life in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and Craig's name is spelled C R E G, where a lot of people think his name was spelled C R A I G. Great kids, um, never gave me trouble, like you know a lot of things and a, a lot of places that that we grew up in life that me and my uncle Nate Waters grew up and um we were what they say you get a whooping from a neighbor mm-hmm. if you did wrong and then when you come home you get another whooping. That's the era that I grew up in. Well and I remember so my my uh grandparents were from the South. Oh, yeah. And I remember uh, they lived here in Lansing over on Erie Street. The, there's no houses there anymore. But uh, if you got in trouble, my grandma would send you out back to get a switch. Oh, yeah. And anyone who knows what a switch is also knows. And, and I remember a comedian telling this joke about this, but it's true. If you did not get the proper size switch, she oh. would go out back and pick up the whole tree and beat you with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that, that's how my my grandmother was. and. That's Nate Waters' mom, and she just had a birthday, which she'd have been 106. Oh, my gosh. On yeah. March the 2nd. But, man, she would discipline you, and my grandfather wouldn't wouldn't do a, a thing, but that was her job. <laughs> right, right. And I think, um, you know, it's funny. I think our grandparents, especially our grandmothers, really kind of made us who we are today. I mean, our parents had a lot to do with it, but yes. I spent a lot of time with my grandparents too, so I totally yeah. get that. Well, so let's talk about Greg a bit. What's he doing now and uh in you know, where's his life headed? Well, Greg Greg is working at GM. He has three kids. He has two girls and a boy. They love their dad. Oh my god. I have them a lot and you know they they're just like kids that always want to crawl up around your neck and all that. Well, they, they're getting older now. You know, I got 17 years, 12 and, and, um, that's Telena. Tajaya is 17. Jameer is just turned 11 here Sunday. And, um, AAU player, my middle granddaughter loves to dance. She's a cheerleader. My oldest is finding her way. She's, Want to go to college, work at McDonald's. And when I go through the line, I kind of tease her, you know, hey, well, Papa, I have your lunch today. I said, well, what am I getting? Uh, you can get a dollar Happy Meal. What? You know, but <laughs> right? it, it, it's fun. It's fun. It, it sounds very busy, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know I have a, a one granddaughter and she's in Alabama, so we don't get to see them very often. But when they come to visit, I'm tired. When they go home. Exhausted. Yeah. And I used to laugh at people that would say that, but I get it now. Oh, yeah. They come um, summer, spring vacation. They have to stay the whole week. They don't just stay two days and, oh, my God. But me and my wife, Mary, 
we spoil them. You know, they, they can go to the refrigerator and get a pop or where at home, the mom and dad don't, you don't do that, you know. Right. But we let them just have a good time. So do you get feedback? So I know that uh, sometimes I get feedback about how you would never let me do that when I was that age, right? Oh, yeah. But when you're a grandparent, it's different. Like, it doesn't matter as much. No, it, <laughs> it, it don't at all. And, you know, I I used to cling up under my, my grandfather, Nate Waters' dad and his mom. And, um, you know, I had a mom and dad, but I just said a... As a young kid, I felt that I wanted to be with my grandparents to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I kind of felt sorry for them for being older and, <laughs> right. and all that. But hopefully someday someone will feel sorry for us when we get older, right? Exactly. That'll be, that'll well, be we'll important. be in a nursing home, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. So so now let's talk a, a bit about Craig. And, yes. And Craig uh, would be or is how old now? He would be 34. Okay. All right, um, thirty-five and uh, July the third. Okay, and let's let's talk a bit about that. So, how was Craig uh, growing up, and and what kinds of things did he do, and what was he interested in? Craig was always a church-going person. You know, he went to um, Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Pontiac, which all of my family, my uncle Nate, my grandfather was a deacon, my grandmother was a nurse. And he kind of, even though we switched church and went to um, Pastor McDonald, which is our pastor now, but his dad was my mother and grandmother and grandfather and Uncle Nate. You know, they had a group called the Crusaders where they sung. And, you know, my son kind of leached off to that. And he was a director at Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Pontiac. Real, real good director. That's pretty amazing. Now, um, I know that at, at one point you had a conversation about, uh, with your son. Yes. Uh, about his, uh, sexuality. And, um, can you talk a little bit about that conversation and what, what, what brought that up and why you would, ha- why you would talk with him about that? Well, I, I talked to him like that, Bill, because, by him growing up, I always knew that he was a special kid. Um, I always protected him. And I just come out to tell him, son, I know that you're gay. And when that came out, it's like I relieved a ton of bricks from over his head. And, and, and I told him it was all right to be that way because you're still my son. And, I'm here kind of today, Bill, you know, is with heavy in my heart. I want everybody to come out and be who you are. You're, you're, you're no different than me and you sitting here talking, um, yep. black or white, red, green. You know, we're all human. Everybody bleed. And, you know, um, all the people and, you know, I don't, I don't want to single people out. All of them, again, my, my consumer family, um, Garrick, Rajo, um, Gary Haggadis, um, you know, Steve McKee, 
Laquavian Jones, uh, Nate Waters, um, even the OQ people everywhere I go. And it, 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 no, it's no matter what headquarters that I'm at, people hear my name and, oh, I am so sorry. And you, you try to hold back the tears, but you have the love because you would think a person wouldn't come up to you and say, Hey, I couldn't imagine when we met. First mm-hmm. thing you told me, Bill, is, man, I couldn't imagine one of my kids being missing. You know, and it's it, it's not like the first 48 where we get 45 minutes or hour and then the police catch the criminal. So I want to I want to stop for just a second, just so the audience can kind of catch up with our conversation. Right. Is that um, uh, you and Craig had this conversation um, about him being gay? Yes. Um, and and uh, in the last it's been two years now. Hasn't yes, it? it has. So two years ago, Craig came up missing. Yes. And and at this point, no one knows where he is at. No. But I want to back up just a little bit. Okay. Um, did your relationship with your son change after you had that conversation with him? No, not at all. Oh, man. It was, the loving this kid, because I lift, I lifted a burden off him because he thought dad would not accept that. Mm-hmm. But I went to him. Son, I know who you are, be who you are. You 33 at the time. And he went to where he didn't care about who knew how he was. And again, the LGBTQ, I, I I take my hat off to them because they have a lot of burden. And, and I want to say it, Bill, a lot of weight on their chest. And if people would just accept this person on who he is, and it, it, it would help out a lot. It would. Oh, absolutely. So uh, Craig was a, a bit older then when you had this conversation. And then how soon after that? One year. Just- One year, he had just got to where he was happy. My whole family um, accepted him. I got a cousin, Robbie, Tawana, Tracy. Oh my God, they, they love Craig to death. And um, he was just the type of person that he brought family together. And now that he's he's missing, I mean, everybody is not separating, but you can tell he was the type of person that bring family together. Oh, absolutely. And, and so... Uh, the hard part is that he's gone. You you don't know where he's at. No. And, you know, a hard part also is um, my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, you understand a mother. I carried him nine months. And for them to lose. And I didn't build it first, you know, because you know how we are military people. We... Seen people that we cared about that that's gone now, you know, and it just it it was a different thing. And I'm why, Mary, are you getting up in the middle of the night? That's my son, that, and and I understand. And she feels a, a certain type of way that police force is not going fast enough, and that's 
anybody. So what I point out to her is when we watch in the news and we see another family that's missing a kid. That's our kid also. And what do you think they think? So keeping her balance and then, you know, she's dealing with her mother that she's taking care of this stage four cancer, breast cancer. And, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot on her. And then her keeping up with me, trying to cook me dinner and me go off to a, a beautiful job at consumers. You know, it's, it, 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 it hurts, Bill, you know, and I'm glad that you're here listening to my story because I can see the heaviness in your heart. Like, what if I lost a child like this? So, you know, hey, it's something you never get over. And everybody will talk about, uh, you just want closure. You know, you want, it'll be closure if you find your son. It'll never be closure. No, and I, th- I think that uh, this is just my opinion. I think closure is, a, is false because it is. Because, you know, I lost my, uh, my father-in-law who I loved a lot. Um, three years ago, I lost my stepfather who, um, you know, was an awesome human being. Sorry to hear that. Very sorry to hear that. And you don't, you don't ever get over it. No. You know, they're always there with you. I think you learn to deal with it, but there are days where you miss them so much and, and all that. So there's never really any closure to me. It's just, Understanding how you feel and why you feel that way. And if you got to cry, you cry. Oh, yeah. You know, if you got to, if you got to scream into the pillow, you scream in the pillow. Whatever it is that works for you, you got to do it. And I do it, Bill, but I do it to myself. And, you know, you, you don't want your wife to see you cry or your grandkids, papa. You know, you, you have different attitudes from my son, Greg, the way he feel. Uh, my grandkids that asked me, Papa, is Uncle Craig ever coming home? I don't know. I hope that he do. And I hope a, a miracle come out from all of this. But God has a way of doing things, Bill. And would I be ready to know the truth about where my son is? I don't know if I'll be ready for that. You know, it, would my wife be? ready for that answer. So I think God does a lot of things to prepare you to to prepare for the worst. And give you an example, um, Pastor McDonald has a sister named Zoenda. Zoenda, and she was McDonald. I don't know her last name now, but she worked at Consumers. She ran Supply, and she checks on me a lot. And, you know, every morning just getting up, reading a scripture can change your whole day, you know, and, and I try to, you know, kiss your wife or, 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 or people that have kids that think that their kids are grown. They're never grown to you. They're always your child. So, you know, my, my focus today is to, Love your kids if they're 30, 40, 10, 5. Love your kids because you never know how long you have with your kid. And we were supposed to pass away before our kids. Can you imagine a kid passing before you? And not only you're not seeing the kid, you don't know where the kid is at. 
And that's, I, I can't even, I, I wouldn't even pretend to uh, imagine what that feels like. It's, you know, it's interesting that you said they're never, they're never not your kids. Um, you know, they, it, it seems like even though my kids are older and out of the house and I'm a quote unquote empty nester, right? <laughs> I still talk to them almost every day and they still, oh, yeah. they still call and say, Hey, I've got a dad question for you. Oh yeah. You know, or, oh, yeah. or Hey, I'm really struggling this with this. What should I do? I mean, you never ever, at least in my experience, you never stop being a parent. Uh, no. And, and my parents, which is Nate Waters sister. Right. I was the only child. So, you know, it kind of, he was like my big brother and he used to always take me to karate movies and, uh, pick up my bowling pins. And when I throw the bowling ball and everything, you know, he, he's going to hurt me for this one, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I think everybody needs an uncle Nate though. Oh yeah. Everyone needs an uncle Nate. My, my uncle Nate was a guy named Ruben. He was a really good friend of our families, and he taught me how to build birdhouses and how to do gardening. In fact, in my basement, I have a a flute that he made for me uh, when I was having surgery um, as a way. If, if I, he basically said, if you play this flute, it will help your pain go away. That kind of thing. So I had my uncle Nate in in Ruben. Oh yeah. Sounds like you know. I think if we all look back, we all have that person who. Oh yeah. Is a family member, not a, not necessarily a, a direct family member, but someone who's in our family. Oh, who he feels awful darn close to a direct family. He'll member. put a belt on you too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can. I, can I felt that. I felt. I can that. imagine that Nate would uh, would definitely keep folks in line. Uh, oh yeah. At, at oh, times. Yeah. So, you know, I know this is a very difficult time for you. It is. Uh, and, well, I can't even say I know. I just, I feel that it is. You and I have talked quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Is there anything that, that uh, people can do? Um, Tim Gore. Tim Gore, uh, Mike Nelson. They helped me along the way. Um, Tim is the union president. And, you know, it's, it's just like a veteran that comes back from, from war. And, you know, they, they can't think straight. They, they did a lot of things. And like, again, Luke Jones, he stay in my head every day. Hey, Greg, are you okay? That, that's the thing we need. But also, Bill, for a parent to have a, a gay child, you, you still love them the same way. And I wish, I wish um, I would have told him a long time ago that I understood. But, you know, God has his way on things. Well, the, t- the time probably felt right for you. I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I think we can all look back and wish that there were things that we had oh, yeah. done that we didn't. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make it any better. Um, that's for sure. So definitely can just take your time. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. I it's it's interesting the guilt that we carry as parents. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. It really is. I remember uh when I first started working at Consumers Energy, I worked a lot of hours and, and I was an electric dispatch. So whenever a storm came through or whenever something happened, you would work a ton of hours and I didn't spend as much time with my son as I wanted to. Exactamendo. Yeah. And that's what I take my hat off to Mary because a lot of times I wasn't there. And for a wife to understand that, you know, um, we, we go through a lot. 
Oh. And the spouses also. Yep, but, do. you know, not to cut you off, Bill, and and throw things off from my son, Craig. He, he, he was my hero because he came to the point that he knew it would hurt dad. Mom already knew. I knew. Right. But he was more wide open to mom. Well, and the thing I th- I think that you can take away from that too, Greg, is that you you know you know your children so well. Oh yeah, that they don't they really can't hide something. No, as not at all. Is that f- from you? Yeah, it would have been great if you could have told him earlier. But, oh yeah, but the truth is, like you you knew, and it wasn't a point of judgment. It wasn't. It wasn't anything. It was just a part of who who your son is. It doesn't make him. Um, it doesn't make him any any different. He's not. No. He doesn't stop being your son because you know these things. Um, because quite frankly, there's really nothing wrong. There's, there's like, nothing wrong it, with it. It's them. not like he came home and said, "I robbed a bank." Exactly. Right. Or I just murdered somebody. Right. Or I never had problems out of my kids' bill that where I had to come home and. Maybe it was one incident with Greg, but he got a whooping, <laughs> you know, and right. he still right. remember that to this day, but it, it stuck with his head. And then, you know, by their mom being with him all the time, she'll grab something and they duck under the table where me, I, you know, throw my fists up at him. Now, come on, dad, you know, <laughs> you didn't do that to your mom, you know. Because mom will throw a shoe at him. Mom going to get him, you know. <laughs> right. She'll get him one way or the other. Thanks for making me laugh, too. Oh. Yeah, not not a not a problem at all. I mean, um, I think there's probably days where you have great memories and days where you have regrets. And, and Oh, yeah. That's just, I think that's how, how, um, how life is. And it's, um, it's. It's normal for parents. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I speak. I'm not a representative, but I do want to get with the LGBTQ here within Consumers Energy to, you know, share my stories because they don't have nothing to hide. You know, be who you are. And that will lift a lot of bricks off a chest or whatever. No, and you and I were talking before we recorded this podcast that uh, if we think back to probably the 50s and 60s, and maybe even early 70s, uh, it was frowned upon for uh, interracial couples to, oh, get, yeah. to get married. And um, I don't see that as any, any issue today. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same concept. Yep. Same concept, same fight. Uh, it's just different circumstance. And I think that's, we need to get there with all people. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, that, that, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's about, your character. It's about who you are, who you are and what you do. And in that it's not about the color of your skin or who you love. The, the racism mm-hmm. that, that happens today, you would think as far as we, we've, we've came that that wouldn't be an issue. You know, um, just like you welcome me to your home or to your office. That's the way you would think society and life would be but you know those are the people that need prayer mm-hmm. you know and you know again bill i, w- I want to thank you um 
this podcast, I I never would have thought about it had you not and Tim Gore and invited me to speak my mind because it was a lot of pressure held up and you know, we were supposed to do this a couple of weeks ago and I'm every night thinking, what am I going to tell Bill? You know, but you're bringing the best out of me and, you know, it, it, it's no pressure. And, and I feel great about that. And again, thank you. And, and I'm glad it is a, a consumer's energy podcast and you are ahead of it. I would listen a lot more. And if you would need anything from me as far as help. I'm here for you and your family, any consumer family that that needs to be talked to. I, I think I can help them out a lot. Well, and I think there's a lot of um, healing that comes from helping others, especially when they're going through something that you may relate to. So I appreciate that, um, that you'd be willing to do that. Now, we are getting close to the end of the podcast, but, okay. I, but I don't want to leave without asking you, what would you like the audience to take away from our conversation today? What's your message to them? My message to parents and, and, and people in the gay community, you are special people. Um, parents, don't judge your child or yourself or anybody because we're all the same. And my message to a lot of parents, uh, the gay community, um, not gay, but I understand where you at and, and we should open up to these people and, and, and be right to them. But, you know, my message is really, um, I, I, I love them all and, and be who you are. I like that, Greg. Be who you are. Um, that's so important because I think many times we may be afraid or ashamed of who we are. And if we were just ourselves, we would save ourselves a lot of time and trouble. We would. There's currently a $12,500 reward being offered to anyone that has information that leads law enforcement to Craig Lyles. You can contact the Waterford Police Department by calling 248-618-6041. And anonymous tips can be submitted at 248-674-COPS, 248-674-COPS, or via email at policetips at waterfordmi.gov. That's policetips at waterfordmi.gov. Thank you to the audience for listening in today. The Me, You, Us podcast is proudly sponsored by Consumers Energy, leaving Michigan better than we found it. Remember, you can find the Me, You, Us podcast on all major podcasting platforms. So be sure to go out, find us, and subscribe. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's one 800 273-8255. If you are a veteran or know a veteran who is in crisis, you can call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 for the Veterans Crisis Line. And remember to tune in every Wednesday as we talk about the things that impact your personal well-being.